Hello and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes and I'm your host. And if you're unfamiliar with the podcast or new to listening, the podcast is all about sharing the stories of women who have been through a challenging time in their life. They've made it through to the other side and are here to really share their story of the lessons they've learned from that experience and provide advice to somebody who may be going through something similar in their own life. And today, my guest is Stephanie Pastuka, and she is an inspirational speaker and life coach who empowers others to deal with the hardships they're facing while inspiring them to move forward confidently and lead successful lives. Stephanie's own journey started after suffering third degree burns from an accident that changed her life forever, propelling her towards her path of helping others change their lives for the better. She also offers one-on-one consulting for those who desire to get on the right path and achieve success in all areas of their lives. Stephanie has appeared on CNN, NBC, BBC, ABC News, and has made the cover of Global Women Magazine. Stephanie has also interviewed Mel Gibson and shared the stage with other renowned celebrities like Mark Wahlberg, Gene Simmons, and John Travolta in large-scale events reaching thousands. She currently resides in Germany. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi. (laughs) Thank you, Sandra, for having me. That's um, a pretty impressive bio with um, being on CNN and all those other networks. That's kind of cool. We'll we'll have to see if that plays into uh, the journey that you're going to share with us today. So why don't you start with telling us about what part of your journey you want to share today? Yes. So, um, yeah, as you read my bio, you will get some uh, insight what had happened to me. So, um, actually, I had many negative experiences in my life. But, um, yeah, I think the most worst experience in my life um, was when I uh, had my accident that happened to me with uh, when I was 16. Yeah, and when I suffered third degree burns because um, it, it happened unexpected. And, um, yeah, it, it changed my life forever. So, um, I needed to start from scratch and I needed to learn, um, what does it mean to love myself and to regain my self-confidence. And that was really a hard time for me. Yeah. So where did you suffer the burns? So, yeah, um, maybe I can, um, go a, a little bit deeper in the story. So it happened when I was 16 and I wanted to go on vacation, um, with my sisters to Italy. And, uh, we, we drove with the bus from Germany to Italy. And then I uh, got out of the bus and yeah, then suddenly I collapsed under the sun and I fought on a hot floor and the floor was hot heated by the sun and um when i was laying on the floor probably there were some hot metal plates that that was heated by the sun and then um i suffered third degree burns and yeah i was i needed to spend five days alone in italy um in the hospital and yeah my parents needed to pick me up in italy and um, pick me up to germany again and uh it was yeah a really difficult time for me as i was a teenager and i didn't know how to handle it right to be alone in a strange country and then have to be hospitalized yeah Yeah, that can't be yes being alone uh, five days alone my sisters needed to go uh, back on holiday i mean they they 
weren't able to help me in the situation. So yeah, my mother needed to come there to pick me up. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> in Italy, it's a little bit funny, but I think in Italy, they cannot speak the ing um, they, they cannot speak the English language very well. You know what I mean? So it was very, very difficult. And um, yeah, and of course, with all this pain that you had, it was very, very painful. And um, yeah, very hard time for me. And then what was the healing process like, I guess, physically and emotionally? So, yeah, when I um, when I came back to Germany, it was very difficult because I needed to. Um, <laughs> I was actually in a wheelchair because the wounds were so. Um, uh, how can I say they were fresh and they were very painful. So I wasn't able to walk at that time. So I was sitting in a wheelchair and then um, was laying in the bed. I just uh, was able to lay on one side because my just the left side of my body was uh, burned the most. So the left shoulder, the left um, yeah, mm, hip and the left leg. So uh, I wasn't able to yeah <laughs> sleep very well at night. Right. And yeah, then someone um, uh, needed to come to me at home to heal my wounds. And yeah, actually it, it took, I think, maybe one or two years. Um, yeah, when it really uh, was finished, the com complete healing. Yeah. Physically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Physically. So I now um, I was in hospital again that of, how can I say? to improve my my scars then at the end of the healing but that wasn't very good and um it just got me more and more pain and there wasn't uh, any improvement at all unfortunately and that's got to be a hard time to be going through that kind of stuff right because that's as a teenager as a, especially as a teenage girl like your physical appearance is so important to you at that age. Really, right? really it is. So, and I, I mean, I was 16, I was a teenager, you know, as you said, it's the best time of your life. You want to go out, you want to make a party, you want to go, um, I, I don't know, you you want to meet boys. <laughs> yeah, wear short skirts and like summer outfits. and Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> so when, when the summer comes, yeah, you want to wear uh, nice dresses and, um, it wasn't possible for me because I was, um, I hated my body at this time. And I think everyone who knows, um, everybody, everybody who has this uh, kind of scars, uh, at your body, uh, it's very uh, difficult to, um, to show up and, uh, be just, be just you because you think people will point the finger on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. you're very self-conscious. So, and I was hiding, um, yeah. hiding myself all the time because I, um, I, I wasn't able to sh to show myself, and I was very, um, I felt uncomfortable in my own skin, and um, yeah, it took me a long time <laughs> when I uh, when I could wear dresses again, and uh, yeah, and that I love myself again. Right to feel comfortable. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what kind of work did you have to do to, to get to that point where you did like build up that self-confidence and get comfortable in your own um, skin again? So actually 
when when this accident happened, I didn't know at this time that uh, would be such a difficult time in the future. You know what I'm saying? That I lose all my self-confidence and that I had to rebuild my self-confidence again. So what uh, I did at this time, or I mean a few years later, was that I found my passion in dancing. So I took some dancing classes and so I was able to escape from that a little bit, you know, and was able to forget about my scars and right. Focus on something else. Yes. Yes. And, um, also I was able to find another passion, like doing photos and doing some, um, yeah, some, some kind of modeling. And although I had these scars, you know, it wasn't like a burden for me. I just wanted to do that because it was, yeah, it was fun for me to do this. And, um, at this time, I also had no therapist. Uh, I need to, I need to admit because we were just overwhelmed by the situation, you know, because if something happened like this, you would, you just want to, um, yeah, feel comfortable in your skin. My parents wanted to be, uh, how can I say, <laughs> uh, they wanted to, um, yeah, pr protect, uh, that child, you know, and that there wasn't, uh, they didn't think yes. about that I need maybe a therapist at this time. So I needed very, I needed to, yeah, learn from myself how, um, how to rebuild my confidence with, I don't know, with seminars, with books. And yeah, also what I told you, um, with my dancing or with this modeling. So, and at this time it worked very well. Interesting. So how did you, how did the modeling opportunity come up? Like how did you yeah, actually, get into it? Was, it? How did that start? Uh, by accident <laughs> so i was i don't know maybe around 18 then or 20 and um really i i cannot say i really it happened by accident and then i started to uh have some photo projects and um uh, i applied myself for some photo shootings yeah and then it got more and more and more <laughs> and um it was very, very fun and I loved it. And, um, yeah, today I'm in an agency still and, um, I have also some paid projects, so I'm still doing it and it's not a problem for me anymore that I have these scars. You know what I mean? So I think what started with a hobby became, yeah, yeah a job. <laughs> right. You know, I, I would say, well, I just, um, did a talk in the week about um, the fact that I believe everything happens for a reason. So you say coincidence, but I feel like it was meant to be because it gave you the opportunity to, to, um, to share yourself in a way that you probably wouldn't have if you had had the choice to do it on your own. Like that yes, opportunity came yeah. for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Because it, um, it allowed you to build that confidence and do something that yeah, you probably wouldn't have volunteered to do if that opportunity didn't present itself because of being so yeah yes exactly and, and you see I and mean like and yeah. everything um, or these both things like dancing and modeling it's all about your body you know what I mean it's like um, if you dance you, yeah. you get stronger and you have more confidence and with modeling it's also presenting your body in another way you know what i mean and um yeah so it, it gave me yeah. really a good feeling in this in combination you know <laughs> right 
Stephanie, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from this experience? Oh, the biggest lesson. So, okay. Um, when I think back, it was uh, a little shock for me when, when this accident happened. But now when I, um, when I watch my journey, I see that can I say everything happens for a reason and I'm grateful that this thing happened to my life because um yeah now I'm able or I'm, I'm finally at this point where I love myself and I'm confident in life and um, I think when this accident not happened I don't know where I would be today yeah right yeah, it's amazing how things that can seem so traumatic when you're going through them when you, you know, take a step back, whether it's yes. five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, when you look back at that experience, you can be like, wow, okay, it, it was a really crappy thing that happened to me, but it happened for a reason, because if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been led to do A, B, or C, which wouldn't have brought me to where I am today, which is why I think that I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason, because when I... But I think that it takes time for you to realize that because I think that when you're going through those challenging times, you don't have any concept of the fact that this could be happening for yeah. a positive reason. <laughs> you know, you're just going through it and thinking about the pain, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain of what you're going through in that present moment and that you can't imagine that something good could possibly come out of it. But I think that... Um, that reason, that silver lining to it does reveal itself. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so now I, um, as we said again, yeah, everything happens for a reason in life that it, ha it happens that, um, to teach you something, you know what I mean? But I mean, at, at this point yes. you weren't able to see that, yeah. but, um, I want to, uh, um, how can I say? There are many other things in life, whether if you lose your job or if you finish your relationship, uh, again, everything happens for a reason. And I, I say when uh, the other, um, when the one door closes, another door opens, you know, and you need to be every time um, yeah. optimistic uh, and faithful in life and be uh, have that hope that everything will be better. Yeah. And I think that that's often the challenge, though, isn't it? When you're going through a challenging really? time is that... Yeah. You feel you can feel so beaten up by what's happening to you that there is no concept of the fact that it could get better because we don't know we don't see it and i think that's where this whole idea of having faith is so important because you have to believe in something without knowing how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen and i think that we can be so logically minded where we think of you know we have to know how it's going to happen and who's going to help us do it and that sort of thing that when we don't know those things it can be a bit more challenging to have that faith that it's all yeah. going to work of, out oh, yeah of, of course to. and the thing is <laughs> you you don't know when it will happen and how it will happen or how how can i be faithful when i have a, such a difficult and challenging time but i mean trust me i have everything uh I have every challenge in my life, whether it's with a job, with a relationship, or even with this accident. And um, I think my my biggest strength is that I have this um, 
optimism in life and this faith that, yeah, that I trust in situations or trust in life. You know what I mean? And um, I, I want, yes. just want to um, say something to my accident in the past because you asked me what I learned from this. Um, for me, it was such a good thing that this happened to me because uh, when I look back uh, and I ask myself, why did this happen to me? And, uh, in, you know, today I'm 32 and I finally realized that maybe I am the person to teach others how to um, handle this kind of situation. Because when I was 16, I didn't have a role model to or even like a person who showed me how to handle this, you know? Yeah. And, right, um, somebody who had actually been through something like that to help you, to help guide you. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, uh, a person that you can look up to because um, as, I, as I live in Germany, the, I, I have no one here in Germany, like uh, maybe a public person who I uh, can look up to or who have the same experience. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and for me, I all, uh, I'm already um, getting in contact with a, a charity organization who is helping like children and teenagers who suffered also, um, yeah, who are burned victims. And um, yeah, I got in contact with them to, to help them and to, yeah, how can I say, um, <laughs> to, to, to be their role model. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that there is... Yeah, that the healing isn't just physical, that it's not it's, just about the scars, but it's yeah. about how those, how that affects your, your mental and emotional state, Yeah, it's right? on the, the, the pain on the inside as well, on the outside, right? And you, 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 yeah. you, you need to have someone who, um, yeah, who helps, you, who helps you through this difficult situation. Understands that. Yeah, because, I mean, the reality is that we're in... A time in our lives where physical appearances are so yeah you know <laughs> praised right like they're so I mean, yeah. they're so cherished yeah. and so yeah so it's um so when those kinds of things happen whether it's yeah you, that you're a burn victim or something else happens and you've got physical evidence of it you want to in a lot of cases hide right because you don't want people to see those things because you think that not only does it make you different, but it makes you possibly unattractive. So it is, um, yeah, the emotional aspect of, I, I, of it, I think would be the biggest part, right? Because it's not just about the physical healing, but about, yeah, yeah reframing, yeah. you know, what that means for your life moving forward and redefining beauty too, I think, in a way. Yeah, of course. So I think the most important thing here is the, um, the inner healing. Well, what does it mean um, to... Uh, I mean, the wounds or the scars, they, they will heal by time, you know, but you don't know what's going on on the inside. What are they feeling? And I know so many people out there, right. they are hiding themselves and they do not want to, um, yeah, they, they are afraid to show up with their scars, you know, because um, they're, they're not confident uh, within their body or feeling un uncomfortable in their body. Yeah, which is such a shame because... When you don't have that confidence, it's such um, 
it's so debilitating, right? Because it prevents you from putting yourself out there and really living the life that you ought to be living because you you don't feel worthy because of that. Yep. That stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I think I don't have something to say. Is that you feel unworthy, not loved, and you just always seeking for approval on the outside, approval, acceptance, and um, yeah, because you're not able to love yourself, you you think you are not enough, you know. Yeah. And whether you have scars or not, that's the biggest problem, I think, in society. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was, I was going to say that, but I think that um, that's, I think, a challenge for many of us, right? That feeling of not being enough. And I think, yeah, that the bar is, I think, raised in an unrealistic way that we have this perception of perfection and that we're all striving to be perfect whatever that means and um it's it's limiting us this whole idea of perfection i think especially in physical matters like this you know having the perfect body what does that look like <laughs> i'm not quite sure but um i think that we have to find a way to define beauty for ourselves and not try to hold ourselves up to yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the the most difficult um, yeah. thing today is that we are like, um, how can I say, manipulated from social media and in general media. If it's yes. like oh, all the all the models out there who, who who've been photoshopped, <laughs> and you think that's real? That's right. Yeah. No, I think that that's part of it too. Right? Is understanding that there's this illusion happening on social media where a lot of the things aren't as they appear to be, right? Because if you saw the Photoshop version of that photo and then you saw yeah. the raw picture, it would, yeah, I think that would be, and I've seen some campaigns where they've done that, looked, shown the Photoshop photo and then contrasted it with the original photo and you look Maybe at a, a different, a difference. A different person. <laughs> <laughs> Almost all together sometimes, right? And so it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting world we're living in for sure. And I don't envy, oh, no. yeah, especially exactly. young people growing up in this age of social media. I'm I'm grateful that there was no no social media at all when I was in high school because I think that that just adds another layer of complication to an already complicated time in our lives, especially as teenagers or even preteen, I think at this point now. I think a lot of the pressure starting is starting a lot younger as yeah well, exactly and i think really the, for the for the um teenagers it's really a tough time because they they're all comparing themselves with the, the social media models or influencers bloggers and they all yes. want to be yeah i don't know like like stars and they they do not know they they are not aware that it comes from within you you need to love uh, yourself and it's it's not everything uh, from the outside yes. or seeking approval on the outside maybe on instagram or facebook yeah right about likes and yeah that yes, kind of stuff exactly. it has to be a little bit more <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> stephanie what advice would you give to somebody going through something similar so what do you say to the kids in the at the charity that have are burn victims and are struggling with accepting their scars and dealing with the emotional. Yeah. So as I said, um, I, I want to repeat it again, that you have to uh, stay optimistic and have 
hope and faith in life in general and that you um, need to start within yourself and you need to start yeah, accepting yourself whether you have these scars or not. And that was my biggest challenge to accept it and to love myself with the scars on my body. I, I need to accept myself who I am with this and that it that I'm perfect with this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that that's such it's, a big um, thing. And it's uh, overall, right, is to just love yourself and accept yourself for who you are and not um, feel like you have to be different to be loved or be accepted by others and that yeah, yeah. Deeper, it starts with I always say with yourself and doing that um work. yeah you are perfect in the way just who you are whether you have scars or not you know just leave out the scars you can have a big nose big ears I don't know <laughs> so it's um, yes whether yeah. you have some yeah body like challenges with your body in general but you need to really love who you are it's uh, that's all and it, it, you know if you cannot love yourself who, who should love you yeah yeah, yeah and it all starts with you i have to repeat it again so i i see many people out there if especially women you know if they go to the doctor and uh you know doing their lips i mean you can do whatever you want but um if it looks unnatural then uh, it seems looks a little bit difficult. You know what I mean? L looks looks strange. <laughs> and if I see all the people out there, yeah. all, especially um, especially women, I think you you may be not happy within yourself because then you would see that it that it doesn't look uh, very good. And um, maybe you just want to have this approval from other people. Otherwise, you wouldn't do that that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, I think that when you see people who are almost addicted yes. to the modifications, the procedures, it's because it is because they're not happy with themselves. So they they do these surgeries or these modifications, whatever they might be, and it's never enough. Right. And I think that that's where it comes from is that. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. That whole idea of never being enough. So it's. So you get the procedure done, you look in the mirror and you're still not happy, but it has nothing to do with the procedure or what you look like before the procedure. It's about the work. It's about what's going on in your head. And so until you really figure that the, stuff yeah. out, then yeah, you said, it's <laughs> never going to be good enough for you, right? <laughs> and so I think, yeah, it's about really, yeah, again, like you said, self-acceptance and being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, Yes, I have things that I'm not happy with, but that's part of who I am. And I'm going to learn how to love my imperfections and be okay with them because that's just how I am. And I mean, if you're doing the work on yourself and there's really something that's really bothering you and you feel like you need to get modifications done, whatever they might be, then go ahead and do that. But if you think that doing those modifications are the key to your happiness or your acceptance from others, then I think that you will constantly be disappointed. Yes, exactly. That, that, that is the point. So I don't have something against like these surgeries. You can do that, as you said. Do it if you, if you want to, um, yeah, Im, Im, improve your uh, appearance. Um, but if it's, 
if you do it constantly and it's yeah you think really then it's never enough then you you really have a problem because you will never be satisfied because something is missing on the inside you know yeah yeah and i think a lot of times that you know we have well-meaning friends and family who may tease us about you know something whether it's the ears the nose whatever and it can make us really self-conscious so i think that a lot of times we we're so tired of hearing those criticisms that may be you know jokes that we're taking too seriously or that kind of stuff and so we're doing yeah. it for the wrong reasons because we're not even doing it for ourselves we're doing it because other people <laughs> are finding fault with it for whatever reason i think that oftentimes when we do that when we tease people about things it's because we have our own insecurities that we're we haven't dealt with so it's like well i feel bad about the size of my bum so i'm gonna tease you about the size of your ears like you know what i mean but i think that a lot of times we're just um projecting our own insecurities on people and i think that if we all spent more time working on ourselves and finding out a way to figure out a way to accept ourselves we wouldn't be so worried about other people <laughs> yes exactly exactly so and i mean again if you want to do something i mean if your friend is telling you you have a big nose i mean how can i say um that's not your friend <laughs> i mean don't don't um hear at them no. or how, how can i say um yeah yeah you don't have to take that seriously and i think that um and i was saying that in, in another interview just a while back is that I love the Wayne Dyer quote that other people's opinions of you are none of your business. And I think that it's it's so true that we can't worry about what other people think about us because we have no control over that. So we have to just sort of let that go and know that just because somebody thinks that I need to fix something about myself doesn't mean I have to fix something about myself because as long as I'm okay with me and I love and accept myself then whatever whatever anybody else is thinking about me is is their problem not mine yeah and you know the people um easily getting triggered by other people you know like yes. if someone is telling you ah oh, what kind of clothes are you wearing today it doesn't look good what kind of shoes are you wearing or oh, you have oh yeah I don't know you have a big nose or you have big ears and you really get easily triggered by it and then maybe at the end of the day you're looking in the mirror and asking yourself yeah. oh I'm not maybe they're right yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not a good person maybe I should yeah uh, you, you get a lot of self-doubts you know yes and um, to reach this really this high level of self-confidence it it take really a long not a long time but it takes time it doesn't come overnight it takes work yeah, yeah well, no because i think that those issues the the low self-esteem low self-confidence those things didn't happen overnight either so i think that we have to yeah be patient with ourselves and know that yeah it's a process but as long as we're committed to to learning and doing better to improve our lives so that we can create the life that we want for ourselves, then it will come. Yes. But you just have to be patient with the process. And of course, I would say you need to be aware of that, that if you, um, yeah, maybe th that your self-confidence isn't maybe not at that point where you want to be, you know, it's yeah. like uh, be aware of it and then change it or, um, yeah. 
do the work, do the inner work. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I don't think anything can happen until you you do that inner work. That's where it really starts to um, make a difference. Yeah, exactly. Stephanie, any um, final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to share? Oh, actually, um, love yourself and accept your body. <laughs> that's the most important thing in life. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great way to end it off, actually. Love yourself and love your body. Yeah. yeah just be you and love yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time and for doing the interview with me and sharing your journey. Um, for those of you who are listening in your car or at the gym or walking your dog, you can go back to the show notes later and find links to Stephanie's website and social media links so you can learn more about her and what she does. And again, thank you so much for your time, Stephanie. And to the listeners, I will see you next week. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you.